Warning, the following program contains an open, honest, frank, and sometimes explicit discussion of sex. Listener discretion is advised. Midwest Menage a Trois. Hi gang, JD here. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a kind of candid behind-the-scenes look at when Carmen and I first decided to start this podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, and Happy New Year. Welcome to Midwest Menage a Trois, although tonight it is going to be a menage a deux. I don't speak French, I'm sorry, but that's as close as I could come to two. Duo. Du. I think you have to say it with attitude. Du. Du. We don't have our third here tonight, Corinne. She is not joining us, but Carmen and myself are here, so we hope you will enjoy this show. And we're going to have a little fun tonight because this is kind of going to be your chance to introduce you to myself, JD, and Carmen. We're going to get to know each other a little bit more intimately. We already know each other very intimately. <laughs> we do. Inside and out. Very inside. <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about our history and our relationship and, and how we came to talking to you fine folks on the internet. It all started about 13 years ago or so, I guess. No. 14? S- started more than that. Well, technically, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've been together for 14 years, but it started probably... Well, we've been married for 13. We've been together no, 14. No, we've been together for 13. We've been married... For 12. We got married in 2005, and this is 2017. Okay, that's 12. Yeah. <laughs> do the math there, baby. Do the math. So we've been together for 13 years. We've been married for 12. Right. We've known each other more than that because we worked together. We did. We, we started one of those taboo workplace romances, which... I don't know. They they always say, don't do it. Don't do it. Stay away. It's evil. It'll ruin your career. But I don't know. We did it, and it worked out fine for us. So Well, we were in totally different. Well, we were in different departments. Not totally different, but we were in different departments. We were. I was in sales. She was in customer service. But we, we interacted quite a bit. We did. I don't know. It just kind of worked out. We... Um, when we first met, she was, <laughs> this is, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but you were the receptionist. You were hired as the receptionist it at was. the company I was working for. It was. And we like to call it, we like to say that we met in hell. <laughs> it was evil. This place, you would not believe it, folks. I, I, I wish I could explain it to you, but we worked for a guy who would get on the intercom and swear at factory workers. He oh would go, what the fuck are you doing on that line? And why is this fucking machine? Or, JD, get to my fucking office right now. I swear oh, to God. Would do that's that how, to me too. Over the intercom. Over the intercom in front of everybody. He would do this shit. Okay. And so this is like an in tune to my sadistic side <laughs> because JD hated it. His oh, blood pressure would miserable. rise. I was miserable. And. I kind of thrived off of it and I would just sit there and as the owner is screaming in my face, I would laugh at him or I would just scream back at him and be right back at fuck you. Right. And then it just ended up to laughing. Okay, let's have a cigarette together and let's work through this. Yeah. So, you know, JD would be 
I'm done. I can't deal with this shit anymore. And I'm like, damn, I kind of miss arguing with the bastard. I watched this guy. When I was in a meeting with him once, he took a $300 golf club. This is something, obviously, he was a big golfer, and he took this thing, and it, it little, literally was a $300 golf club, and smashed it into his floor over and over again, just screaming at the top of his lungs and broke it and threw it across the room. I thought, this guy is absolutely ridiculous. Why am I working here? And, you know, to me, it was a great release because... As he was yelling at me, I would scream back at him. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. (laughs) You know, who else can I yell at? And he's like feeling better and I'm feeling better. And I'm going, that's kind of good. Because who else, where else in the world can you ever tell the owner of the company to fuck off and not get fired. Yeah, well, that's the crazy woman that I married, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right? Because I would really, in some aspects, love to tell people just fuck off. But in my quiet, meek way, I can't do that. But with him, I could. Right. And he was like, yeah, that that's okay. So while we're working for this... Sadistic. Guy. <laughs> I had been there, I think I was there about a year before you were, if I'm probably. remembering right. Yeah, yeah, probably. How long were you there? I was there two and a half to three years. Yeah, I was there three and a half years. So, yeah, about a year before you showed up, I was working there. And just hating life and hating uh, the people. That, the people actually were pretty cool. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Um, there was one guy that worked in the office, and I will never forget this guy as long as I live, but he was the biggest fucking pervert that ever walked the face oh of the earth. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was wonderful at it. He was just fantastic at being a pervert. He was, and he would sit. His office was, when I was receptionist, his office was directly across from mine. So he could see, like, it was not across from, but... So he could see, like, if I'm facing the front door, he would be directly to the left of me. Right. So he could see, like, my butt. And if I (laughs) turned, he could see crotchal area. (laughs) Crotchal area. That is a technical term. It is. I love the crotchal area. (laughs) Right. But uh, no, and he was a pervert about it. But he was funny, and he was a good guy, and I and I I loved working with him. And there were other people there that we really loved working at. Just a good good bunch of people, an asshole for an owner. Right. That was the downside. Right. So it was interesting. I can remember going. I I mentioned the pervert guy. I went to a trade show once, and it was in Washington D.C. And we went out there, and we had a hell of a good time. We went to eat at this restaurant that you could sit on the terrace and overlook the White House and you could see the Secret Service guys walking around on the on the roof of the White House. It was really cool. But then we went to a strip club together. <laughs> I don't think I've heard this. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I have not heard this. Yeah, we went to a strip club. And it was a bad strip club. It really, I, we, you know, it was one of those deals where we were at a trade show, so we got in a cab and said, all right, take it to a strip club. And you know those cab drivers, they all get paid commission if they bring customers to a strip club oh they do oh yes oh yes so he took us to this one and it was really shitty and <laughs> i don't know it wasn't much fun but we had fun so 
that just that was my one uh, remembrance of of working the trade shows with those guys. So we went to the strip club, and I don't know. We each got some lab dances and had some fun, but yeah, it was nothing special. It was it, that was the only trade show, and I've been to thousands, not thousands, hundreds of trade shows. That was the only one I ever got a lap dance in, so nice. kind of rememberable. Nice. <laughs> but we worked at this place. It was called Hell, and uh, we'll leave it at that. We had this owner that, that sucked. He was a dickhead, and that's how we met. We worked together, and I hate to admit this because we are no longer, but at the time, we were both smokers. So there were three of us at the plant that would go out and smoke together. Right, and, it, and was, it was my wife Carmen, it was myself, and then another person. We would all go out and smoke together. Right, and I was always interested in JD, but I thought he was married. <laughs> you did for a long time. I did. I really did. <laughs> and you thought I was in a relationship. I did. And so he never went after me. I never went ever never went after him because. Of course, I'm not going to go after a married man. That is just taboo. And we happen to be at the same... That's taboo unless the wife agrees. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I I just throw that out there because I look at girls and I go, you know what? I bet I'd take her home, but I'd have to see if Carmen would agree first. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Would Carmen like her? I bet she would. Wow. Okay. Hey, we're doing a show about sex. What are you going to do? We are. We are. So we were at a kind of a work party, but not really a work party. It was thrown by the maintenance man, and dude's fucking awesome. I love that guy. Absolutely. But he and I had a, a common bond because I was a Harley rider at the time. He rode Harleys. He was actually in a club. And he invited us out. He actually invited everybody from the plant out mm-hmm. to his uh, party. But it was a it was big time a Harley party. It was in a a club party. So we had fun. Uh, we got out there. We were kind of hanging out together a little bit at the bar and having some drinks and having some fun and singing some karaoke. And then we kind of decided, hey, let's let's continue this party elsewhere. <laughs> that didn't go so well. Well, we we decided to go to your stomping ground, which is a yes. small little town. 300 people? Yeah. Yeah, I think. But they have two bars, so God they bless do. them. You know, if, if you come to our area, we have the same amount, and we still live in the same area. We have the same amount of bars as we do churches. Yeah. Actually, so, probably more bars sometimes. No. Same amount of bars. Yeah. Same amount of churches, so you can go party it up on Saturday night and repent for your sins on Sunday morning. So we were, I don't know, I was probably at that point three sheets of the wind, shouldn't have been driving, but I was on the bike, I had the Harley, and it was all good. You had your Ford Explorer at the time. I did, and mind you, yes, and I was sober because as a single mother of two, petrified of a DUI, um, in the Midwest, the penalties are not good. So, well, anymore, <laughs> anymore. Even back then, they were not good. Yeah. And as a single mom, I can't afford to lose my license. So, um, I'm still sober, ish, <laughs> ish, <laughs> sober enough that I would not have gotten a DUI. Right. So I'm following him 
back to his place so he can drop his bike off and we can head to my stomping grounds. And what happens, honey? Oh, well, first of all, it happens. Afternoon. It was still daylight. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, that was like 8 o'clock at night. It was still daylight. It was not. Anyway, so... His memory was clogged by beer. I got out on on the highway, on the four-lane interstate highway... I love motorcycles. Let me just say that. I love motorcycles. His bitch hated me. I have ridden a motorcycle since I was nine years old. And all that time, I rode Japanese motorcycles because they were cheap. You could buy Yahondas and Yamahas for next to nothing. Well, I finally got out on my own, got established a little bit, and I bought a Harley-Davidson. Well, I bought a 1976 Harley-Davidson, and if anybody knows anything about Harley-Davidson, the AMF years, when AMF owned you Harley, they were crap. <laughs> Let's say he also had a female painted on his bike. Oh, yeah. She was hot. Yes, she was beautiful. A tattoo artist actually did the paint job on that bike. And her long blonde hair was covering her voluptuous breast. Mm-hmm. And the bitch hated me. <laughs> yeah, she, she knew I was the bitch that was going to be taking her man away. She had a G-string and long blonde hair, and that was it. And I, Oh, that was a great bike. Anyway. She hated me. Yeah. That night when we got together, I was on the four-lane highway, and it just died. I killed the bitch. I'm sorry. I, I've worked on motorcycles for 40 years, but that thing was just dead. It would not move. It would not start. It would not go anywhere. She met her match. So, did we? Did I leave it that night? I think we no, finally I, I managed, it home. I we managed it home. to get it to your house. Somehow I limped it home at like 20 miles an hour because it wouldn't go any faster. It was a, it was See, a carburetor problem. Mind you, it was daylight when we left the party. And this is why JD does not remember. It was daylight when we left the party. It was dark by the time we got her home. Oh, it was bad. (laughs) It was bad. It was bad. So I limped her home. She followed me, picked me up at my house, and we went out to a bar in this little podunk town of 300 people. First date. Yep, first date. Kind of. Sang some karaoke. I sang your favorite song. You did. You sang to me, and I sang to you, and you criticized me that night. You criticized me. No. Yes. No. I sang Martina, and you're like, oh, girl, don't do that. I did not. You did, too. I did not. I could see your facial cringe. Oh, now you see, that's how this works, guys. People, women <laughs> interpret your facial expressions. It's- and we're, we're, honestly, we're not thinking about that. I was probably at the time thinking about my Harley Davidson stuck on the fucking side of the road going, oh, that son of a bitch, why did it leave me hanging? And she's interpreting it as, oh, he thinks I suck. No, that was not it at all. And hence the reason probably why when you ask me to see Martina, I'm like, I can't do it. Because <laughs> I saw your facial expression. Uh, see, and it has nothing to do with that. However, when I sang karaoke that night, you were you know a sexy what, bitch. You know what she said to me? You sing like a radio DJ. You do. I was a radio fucking DJ. That's how I made my living. Of course I do. You do. Your lips all tighten up and your voice tightens up. You sing like a DJ. Oh, well. I still love you. Thank you. Yeah. So And we- only can you hit the high notes when I walk over 
can just give you a little nudge up on your nuts. Well, of course. Yeah. Can't get so, that. ladies, if you want to have your man hit the high note when he's singing karaoke, just go over and grab his nuts. He'll hit it. <laughs> just grab his nuts. That's just grab his nuts. Not only will it maybe turn you on and him on because you're grabbing his nuts, but maybe somebody else in the audience. So that was our first date, and we ended up at this podunk town drinking till I don't know, 2 in the morning or something. Yeah. And then we kind of had a, I would call it a whirlwind romance. Holy shit, was it that? Because <laughs> that was in late August. By Thanksgiving, we were engaged. Mm-hmm. So we worked really fast, and uh, people always say, oh my God, don't go so fast, it won't work out, but here we are 13 years later, and everything's fine. So It was like the weekend after Halloween this time of year. Yeah. The weekend after Halloween that you actually moved into my farmhouse because we had your party in the cave. Oh, the Halloween party in the cave, yes. The Halloween party. I lived in, in the an cave. underground house at the time, yes. so it was really And cool. that was the first time I saw my um soon to be husband puking in the bushes. <laughs> Jack Daniels is a mean mistress. Yes. He is a bitch. So that was the first time I saw him, but it was shortly thereafter, just actually the weekend after that you started moving into the farmhouse. And it wasn't like a, hey, Joanna, we never really had a discussion really about it. We didn't. We worked. It, it was weird because we worked together. We slowly started living together. Um, my wife, Carmen, had these two great kids and I kind of just took them under my wing. It just kind of all worked out perfectly. I mean, it, it just fell into place. And then after a while, we're like, why... Am I still paying rent at my house? I'm staying here just about every night. So Right. Now, to give you an insight to my lovely husband, and as much of a dirty talker as he may be, he did not kiss me until our third date. I was very respectful. He was. And I'm like, God, does my breath stink? What the fuck? <laughs> Why is this guy... Not taking every hint that I'm throwing at him. Why is he not coming at me? And he would not kiss me. And I couldn't understand it. Let me throw this out there, guys. This is... They they always say nice guys finish last. Well, this nice guy finished first. I was always raised to be a gentleman. Yes. To be respectful. To be polite. To be honest. And that's kind of where that all came from. I was I was courting her. And I hate to quote 17th century England, but that's that's really what it was. And as a horny woman, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Let's get it on. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, it was great because I had not had in being a single mom. You had so many guys out there that are like, oh, she's got kids. She's easy. And See, I never thought that. Never know, thought that. But there's so many guys out there that are that think that she's easy, so I'm just gonna go for it. And here's this man that was respectful and taking his time where I'm like, seriously, 
And here we are 13 years later. I'll see. If I had fucked you on that first night, we probably wouldn't be sitting We here. wouldn't be. <laughs> we wouldn't be. <laughs> Something to be said for that, guys. Keep it I in know. mind. I mean, we're in this whole new age now where millennials, God bless them, but they're into some freaky shit. And it all happens very quickly. It didn't happen that way back in back in my day. <laughs> right. And now. Back when I was younger. Now, fast forward, he's into some freaky shit. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what that's what you got to do. You got to lock it down first. And then you get to the freaky And stuff. then you break her in going, okay, so this is the real me. We are talking about uh, myself and Carmen's love affair, which has lasted 13 years through some trials and tribulations but for the most part it has been fantastic and i love that woman more than anything in the world i love you i know so we left off kind of where we we got together and initially met and started moving in together it didn't take long and she is pulling down her nightgown right now and i can almost see her titties anyway no wait 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 (laughs) For all you men out there, I happen to have on a fishnet negligee. Yes, you do. Because my husband wants to see a little bit of... He wants me to feel sexual while we're doing the show. And I'm totally cool with that. So I put on a fishnet negligee. And he says, it's not my favorite. Because it's straight across (laughs) the neckline. All right, let me clarify this. She has ordered, over the last month, about 20 different (laughs) lingerie items. And 18 of them I find sexy as hell. This one, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. It's the shoulder. It is. You got shoulders. I love sexy shoulders. That's one of my biggest turn-ons. You know that. But the bust line, it just goes straight across there. It's like a crop top almost. A crop top that you can move down. Well, then move it down. (laughs) I have. You are like to the point of showing full nip, which might as well be, okay, you might as well see full nip anyways, because it is fishnet material. You can totally see through it. So you see the silhouette. It's very pretty. But guys, you can back me up on this. There, There are some outfits... And some lingeries that she wears that have a deep V where it comes down almost to like the navel area. But it her tits just look fantastic in that. But when you've got a straight line across there, it just kind of hides them. It makes them, I don't know, it takes them away a little bit. Okay, so another area that I have to point out on this thing that I'm wearing. Not only is it fishnet, but from... Bottom to top, it just has three lace ties <laughs> that hold the thing together. You know what's going on right now? There are listeners out there that going, JD, you're a fucking asshole. She sounds hot as hell. Why are you not jumping on that shit? But I'm sorry. It's just not my favorite. Take it off. No. <laughs> you pissed me off. I tried. I tried. <laughs> No, I I tell her on a regular basis how fucking hot she looks, including just about 20 minutes ago we were out in the hot tub and she had on a little string bikini and oh my God, it got my motor running. But this one just for some reason, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. It just doesn't do it for me. So anybody who wants 
to have this negligee, send us your address and I'll mail it to you. <laughs> and you can have it because apparently it does not turn my husband on. Maybe it will turn your husband on and you are welcome to it. I will mail it to you. By the way, you can of contact us. Of course, I'll us. mail it to you. You can contact us at MidwestThreesome at gmail.com. And that's threesome with the number three. So Midwest three number three sum.com at gmail.com. Please, please not, let me know, you know if you I mean. please let me know if you want it washed <laughs> or not washed. Oh, there you go. Look at that. She's willing to send it out not washed. God bless my wife. Well, you know. <laughs> Sorry. So we met in hell. We worked at this place. It was miserable. We had fun, but not that much fun. Oh, we had fun. We did, but the, the out the bad outweighed the good. So we we ended up leaving there. Actually, you left first. I did. You went to work for your folks because they 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 owned a business and needed somebody to come in and take over their books and and take over the office work. And you kind of jumped ship to do that. I did. I left very shortly after that. Right. Uh, went to work for a truck company and and building trucks and and all that fun stuff. I still sales. I've always been in sales my whole life. Just so you know. Um, know. So we were. But- I have to I have to say he is not the douchebag sales guy because trust me in my line of business we have our douchebag sales guys and then we have our cool sales guys he's a cool sales guy yeah well thank you so we were at this point working in two different cities so there were long hours and we didn't see each other as much as we wanted to but we made do um, I'm trying to remember the whole timeline of things because we met in August. Or we didn't meet in August. We got together in August. Right. By November, we were engaged. Right. Um, which we were still working together by May. It was a week before I was our wedding. Say, it was right after that. Yeah. So by November, we were engaged, and we're still at this point. We're still working in hell. <laughs> we are. We're still working in hell, and we still worked together up until. I left a week before our wedding. And I left a week after. And I started my new job with my parents a week after our wedding. So we had a week in between our wedding and new jobs. In the Midwest, in the small town, and in the shitty economy, we did not take a honeymoon. We did not. We went to a hotel, which was um, a half hour away. But what we did was, and I do not recommend this for anybody because it was a nightmare, but we got married and bought a house within a month of each other. Holy shit, it was a nightmare. Yeah. The clo- Talk about the stress. The closing and the stress and, and moving and all that stuff, we, we did it all. But the nice thing was, once we got married, we took a week off with each other and we just spent it in our brand new house, <laughs> very naked. <laughs> we painted. Well, we painted, but we also had a lot of naked time. We did. Our our hotel time. Oh, my gosh. Let me, so, let me ask you this. I, I don't remember for sure, but our that first, I, I'd call it a honeymoon, I guess, but that one night, we did it, what, three, four, five, maybe? It had to have been. We did a lot. We did a lot, <laughs> and to the point where... The hotel room didn't have any kind of headboard or footboard. Mm-mm. So JD wanted to tie me up. So he ended up 
handcuffing me to a <laughs> desk leg on the floor. I forgot about that. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Oh, how could you forget that? It was 13 years ago. <laughs> I know. So he ends up handcuffing me to a a desk leg. And I'm like, okay, talk about your rug burns here. But we ended up, because we didn't know what we really wanted, we ended up packing candles and votive cup holders. Do you remember oh, doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we actually, in our sex drawer, still have some of those. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Our sex drawer. I hope you all have a sex drawer at home. Okay, so I can't <laughs> tell you, we we don't have just a sex drawer. <laughs> we have a sex dresser. <laughs> we have a sex dresser. It's really sad because it's like a cabinet. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You got to do it. So just make sure your kids can't get in there or don't want to get in there and, and hide it from them. And oh, my God. If our, if our kids do, if they have seen it, I'm sorry, children. Please. <laughs> I I really hope that the, the image is not burned into your retinas. Yeah, they're in their 20s. They're, they're in their 20s. <laughs> but if you saw it as a teenager, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have been in mom's room anyways. There you go. There you go. So, we got married in May. Yes. Got engaged in November. Got married in May. It was very quick. Bought the house. Moved April. in. Settled in. We live in a, uh, a community that is, I'd call it a vacation community. We actually lived in, moved into a house that is in a lake community. And at the time when we moved in, probably 75% of our neighbors were weekenders. These rich assholes from big cities that owned houses out here because this was their lake house. But we lived out here full time. Right. Now, since we moved in, <laughs> we moved in, there was nobody around us. We had two vacant lots on both sides. It was just beautiful woods. And within a year, there were houses going up next to us on both sides. And it sucked. Right. So I could go out sit in my bathrobe in the morning, drink my coffee, relax, because let's face it, I'm an early riser. JD is not. So I could have my quiet time sitting outside and enjoying nature in its best. And now all of a sudden, I have neighbors on either <laughs> side of me pissed me off yeah we coped we we, we soldiered did. on that's all we could do and, and it's in a community like this it's kind of normal i guess but we uh we found ways to still enjoy our outside time we Reduce put up tarps time. we put up uh we put up some blinds for our hot tub didn't work yeah it was it was rough but we'd still sit out there naked sometimes no, you sat out there naked because let's oh, hell, face I it. I still sit out there naked. He does. He does. So let's face it, ladies. Um, when you're sitting out in a hot tub naked, the man can always do it because his body is below waterline. Um, I don't know how many of you out there actually have natural breasts, but mine float. Also, not natural ones. <laughs> Okay, so mine float a lot. And our neighbor's house is two stories. 
And they could very easily look out their windows and see directly down into our hot tub, which makes me a little bit uncomfortable, not to mention we have little children to the side. So I am reluctant to sit naked in the hot tub. And therefore, I'm trying to push JD into building us a three-season room. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. So we can have blinds and I can sit in the hot tub naked. So, and enjoy it just the same. After we uh, moved into our house and got settled, and we had a, a really good sex life for a couple years. We did. Um, shortly thereafter, it kind of tapered off a little bit. I mean, that's and that's normal pressures of family. We had two kids that were burgeoning on being teenagers, right on the cusp. Yeah, and I can say... You had told me it felt like with sex, I was demanding it. And that's something you had with your ex-husband. And that really turned you off. Exactly. When I was pushing, pushing, pushing. Because I like sex. I like to have sex with my wife. I always like to have sex with my wife. But you felt like with your ex-husband, he would demand it. He would. And and that pissed you off. if, If I was... Okay, so at the time... And even still, if I'm on my cycle, it's not comfortable. I'm sorry. Right. It's not comfortable for me to have sex. It, I have cramps. I feel bloated. I feel fat. Don't touch me. You know what? Just throw me some ice cream and back <laughs> slowly away. You know, that's how I feel. Right. And if... If I was on my cycle, my ex-husband would get angry and not speak to me for a week. Isn't that ridiculous? It is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So it was just that way. So when when I felt like JD was demanding it, it shut me down. Which I was not demanding. I just wanted you. You I wanted always me. want you. I've always wanted you from day one. I know, but when I wasn't feeling up to it, I felt like I was back into that same situation. And I was applying those those negative situations where negative situations weren't due. And instead of communicating this to each other, we just kind of let it build up and build up. And, and, and finally, it was it got to a point where we really weren't having sex but once a month maybe right so it went it it was bad yeah but i guess i would say our relationship and our love was strong enough that kept us through that and we got to a point where we could kind of talk about it right and that's you know we talk about this all the time and i'm gonna i'm never gonna stop talking about it but communication 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 Talk to your spouse. Talk to your boyfriend, girlfriend. Talk to whoever you're having sexual issues with. Because if you open those lines of communication, that's when things start to get better. And a, a lot of our communication came in um, because I would, as a woman, I would talk to my friend Corinne. Right. I would talk to Corinne. She's not but here you, tonight, at, but at I brought point, her in. But at that point, you also had other friends, too. I did. I'm just saying, and I bring that up because at that point, 
we were in this kind of stalemate, but we still loved each other, and we were still madly in love and, and having a great time. The sex just wasn't there. But we had this group of friends, and that always is, is good to be able to bounce things off of people. And we would go boating or hanging out at their dock or whatever. Um, that was the first time I ever saw my wife have a little bit of reefer. Hmm. You thinking back now? You remembering? I remember once in our garage. In our garage. <laughs> now, mind you, I had tried it back when I was 18. I puked my guts. And let me preface this with two. With, we do not we partake. Don't. We don't. We don't. I haven't done it in probably 15 years. And that night that he's referring to, I puked my guts up. Think, you know, if if it helps anybody, amen to you. But um, both times I've tried it, I've puked my guts up. <laughs> so I'm sorry. But yes, did it make me a little free for sure. a short term before the puking came in? <laughs> yes, it did. Yes. Now I can do that through beer and wine. So then we got to this point where you started your own business. I did. Um, I was still working at another place at that time. We had gotten out of hell by this time. We had. Thank God. <laughs> um, but I was still in sales. You, you had started your own business, and we, um, we kind of found our way a little bit. The, the one thing I remember about that whole time was that was when we really discovered our, our communication at its fullest. Because we started watching a show called Swingtown. We've talked about this before. But you had the free time during the day because you were working at home to kind of research and explore and and fantasize, really, about some of this stuff. Right. So, you know, it was... I started looking at things and looking at them online and... You know, you had come up with, unbeknownst to me, you had a box of your fantasies. I think they may still be in the bottom of our closet. Yeah, I think they are. We should take those out. (laughs) We should. (laughs) We should. We should see what you came up with. We have not looked at them. But um, these were all things that we just started talking about. And about this time... We had gotten our first hot tub. Oh, God bless the hot tub. It was Swing Town. <laughs> and actually, we were sitting in the hot tub today, and we were trying to figure out when we got our first hot tub. We should go look up and see when Swing Town came out, because it was that same season. It was right around there, yeah. It was the same season that we got our hot tub. And that opened up our communication, because... Let's face it, when you're stuck in a little pool of water, and I am a water baby. You are. We were talking about this today. I am a water baby. We were sitting out in the hot tub today. It's raining, and I'm loving it. It makes me happy. Um, I tend to open up a little bit more. And so yeah. we would The alcohol have... doesn't hurt. <laughs> Okay, so the alcohol doesn't hurt a little bit. But, okay, Carrie, um, Carmen gets very chatty when 
when she's had a few few beverages. So we went to this place where we went from about once a month, and then all of a sudden we started talking. And that was the key. We really started talking and relating to each other. So that is the key, guys. Communicate. I'm I'm sorry. I sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but communicate, communicate, communicate. So when we first got together, we went from, yeah, we can't get enough of each other. Right. To kind of after we got married, for the probably the first year. I would say probably the first year. Yeah. You know, after that, it was like, okay, we would slow down to maybe kids are going to their dads on Wednesday nights. We would do Wednesday nights and then every other weekend. Well, like we said, we you pushed, pushed back a little bit because you thought I was demanding and exactly. we got into that whole situation. And then the hot tub came. The hot tub is a wonderful thing. I don't know why, but it just forced us to kind of sit together and talk about everything. We talked about sex. We talked about life. We talked about kids. We talked about our future. It just kind of all rolled into one sitting within four feet of each other in hot water and drinking. I don't know. It, it was a magical combination. Right, because honestly, if you had to pee, you just hung it over the side and it didn't matter. Um, you you really did there was no need for us to go anywhere but focus on each other right and it was a wonderful time we sat there for hours the first time we sat <laughs> in the hot bad. tub oh, god what were we probably eight hours oh my gosh we sat in there forever and i got so so drunk it was bad you got to be careful when you're in a hot tub alcohol does not affect you as much until you get out and mind you when when we have our hot tub it's summer the first time that he really let loose it was summertime so we had the temperature turned way down so it's not at the 101 102 that you would normally expect for a hot tub um so we were able we kept it like at 98 right and I don't know. I think you drank probably a case of beer. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I'm kind of a lightweight. I'll admit it. I'm a lightweight. Not Okay, so I was a lightweight then. <laughs> I'm not so much a lightweight now. Um, but back then, I was a little bit of a lightweight. So I quit drinking. He kept drinking. Oh, God, yes. He was hungry, so we go to the grocery store. I needed the cart to hold me up. That's I know. I'm usually the one that pushes the cart. Oh and God. he's like, no, I need to push the cart so it can hold me up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dear Lord, thank God I drove because I'm sober and he's so not. So we don't recommend drinking that much to anybody because it's not bad. However, the hot, go tub, anywhere. the hot tub and the conversation and the way our communication opened up after that, phenomenal. Yes. So 
again, communication. Just talk to your partner because we we really started communicating after that. And that's about the time you said that there was a show on CBS called Swing Town. <laughs> yes. Now, this show was... I don't know how to describe it. It was a very vanilla Midwestern couple that moved into a new neighborhood and their next door neighbors were swingers. And it was the 70s and they, the neighbors would take E and I'm not a drug user, but I envision and I, I fantasize about the freedom of taking a substance that would just let you let go. And see, I and, don't need that. <laughs> and, and he doesn't. But I don't want to say I'm uptight, but I'm more reserved and I don't let go very easily. Right. But that show, for some reason, whatever it was, it struck a chord with us and it allowed us to start communicating about sex. And about our sexuality and about how we interacted with each other. And it even opened a door to maybe bringing in some other people into our sex life. Right. So to the point where I actually downloaded it on iTunes. Yeah. And we rewatched it and rewatched it. Now, this is in the old days, folks. We did not have DVR. We did so not. what happened was we had our kids and. We couldn't watch the show when it was on, so what we would do was we would go on to iTunes or, or wherever it was. It might have been even like CBS.com or something. No, it was iTunes. But we would sit. I had to pay for on that the, shit. On the, on the nights that our kids were gone, we would sit in our little office because that's the only place we had a computer back then. We didn't have laptops. We had a big desktop. <laughs> we would sit on the floor. She would sit in the chair. I would sit on the floor in the office, and we would watch the show. <laughs> on the computer because that's how you had to do it back in those days but i don't remember god you sound old i know in those days (laughs) it lasted like one season it was not a very long show but what it did was it it opened our communication it got us talking and again it goes back to the hot tub because we would sit in the hot tub and we would discuss our past loves our past sexual experiences Plus what we wanted from future sexual experiences. Right. What we liked, what we didn't like. Um, My error was I did not say what I really wanted. Right. So I was misleading. And I'm, I'm very sorry for that. So I would not actually... I was saying what was in my fantasy... And what I'm like, oh, yeah, that if I was a free person, which I'm not, and I'm sorry, (laughs) (laughs) I keep apologizing and I don't mean to, but I'm not a free love. I always said if I could live in the 60s and be one of those free people, I would be so happy. But I know me, I would be (laughs) that person living in the 60s that was still in her poodle skirt and her little... Um, little shoes, whatever they're called. <laughs> saddle shoes. Saddle yeah. shoes. I actually had a pair when I was a kid. <laughs> but my little saddle shoes, I wouldn't be able to let myself go like the free-loving hippie people. And from my point of view, what happened with this show was it. I had never heard of 
I, I mean, I'd heard of swinging, but I thought it was something that happened back in the 60s. and Dark and dirty. Yeah, never, nobody ever did it, and it was it was all bullshit. But it really opened up my eyes and going, whoa, wait a minute. And then we, uh, from the show, we kind of started to research a little bit. Back in the uh, early days of the internet, we started finding places online that there were swingers communities, there were swingers websites, and we kind of researched a little bit. And to me, it really opened up my eyes and said, you know what? I think we could do this. It, to me, it made a lot of sense. To you, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> I had, uh, And I'm coming from a place where prior to our marriage, I had been cheated on and it sucked. So I guess in my mind, I thought, well, if we open up our marriage and we talk about it and we communicate about it, then it's not cheating. I'll never be cheated on again. That'll be great. And you kind of went along with it. But I was living in the fantasy world where you were living in the real world thinking, yeah, this is going to happen. I'm living in the fantasy world because ladies or gentlemen, if you're not on board, make it clear well and that's the thing you were living in the fantasy world but i didn't communicate it you did not and we started signing up for some of these swingers websites and we started talking to people and and communicating that we wanted to swing and you never said a word that you did not want to i know and we signed up for these and as i'm reading them i'm getting honestly i'm getting hot and I'm like, oh my God, yes, let's go, let's do it, let's, I love what I'm reading, but it was only in the reading part of it. Right. So it was in the, I'm a bookworm, <laughs> you're not. So I can envision all these things as I'm reading it and it's turning me on like erotica. This is my erotica. Where you're envisioning real life. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. And so we're on two totally different levels. Right. And that's where our problem came in. Because I'm enjoying it from a pure fantasy level. He's saying, let's go forward. And every time we're getting into the hot tub... We're talking about it, and soon it's becoming a negative place. But before it ever got there, we would sit. (laughs) What was that? Before it got there, we went on a really fucking bad date. Well, yes, we did. But we got to the point where we started. We had our profile on a swingers website. We started talking to other couples. By the way. Several, actually. By the way, I'm a photographer, and I took some really hot pictures oh, of us. Oh, my God. They were awesome. Oh, my God. And we they posted them. We put them online, and we went out. We went and started talking to some couples. I don't know how many couples we talked to. Probably five or six different probably. ones. And then we decided on one that we were going to go meet. And, guys, she didn't want to, but she never said she didn't want to. I didn't. It was never communicated to me 
that you didn't want to go. It wasn't. Yeah. And ladies, don't ever assume that your man <laughs> can interpretate your facial expression. Oh, fuck no. We're too stupid. <laughs> I know, because the raise of an eyebrow to them is like game on, where a raise of our eyebrow to us is like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And you know what? I Two o- totally different languages. I often wonder, that that first swingers date that we went on was terrible. It was horrible. The, the people were not good. It was not a good match. They no. were not our kind of people. I often wonder if they had been our kind of people, if it would have been perfect, would we be in a whole different life right now? I don't know. I bet we would have. (laughs) I think, personally, everything happens for a reason. So that was a step back for us in order for us to get our shit together (laughs) and to really learn more about each other and come more into our prime so then we can take steps forward does that ever mean anything else i don't know but it's still there let me throw this out there for you if you are thinking about swinging if you are venturing down that path if you're talking about it make sure both people are on board Here's what I've found out, and we've done a shitload of research on this. Ever before we ever started, we we read everything we possibly could. We looked into it. We we tried to figure out where this is going. How is jealousy going to factor in? How is all this stuff going to work? We're nerds. Oh, my God, yes. But if you're thinking about going down that road, make sure you communicate through the both of you. And generally, from the statistical data, it is the guy that suggests swinging it's the woman who wants to continue swinging. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Um, that's just the way it, it, it goes. You know, scientific research is showing that, that the guys are all like, oh, yeah, I can get all these girls. But you know what, guys? Your girl's also going to get all these guys. So keep that in mind. It's, it's a two-way street. And just talk, 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 because we didn't. And, and it cost us a couple years of our marriage. Well... We did talk. It wasn't honest talk. Mm -hmm. So you can talk until you're blue in the face. Make sure, ladies or gentlemen, make sure you're being honest. And here we are. And that's where I I will take full ownership (laughs) of it. And it did cost us two years of our marriage because I shut down. But make sure that you are being honest absolutely honest now here's the difference 13 years later i am completely confident if we wanted to go down that road our relationship and our marriage is strong enough that we could handle it carmen does not feel the same way i do feel that our relationship could handle it i do and i think that we are open and honest enough with each other that we could handle it I don't think I can personally go there. Right. It's not that I don't think our relationship can handle it because I think we are very much strong enough. I don't know as if I personally, because 
I can fantasize all day long about licking a twat. I can. <laughs> I can fantasize about it, and I can have another woman sucking my tits. It's hot as hell. But when it comes down to it, I'm a chicken shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that comes down to it. I don't have the guts to do it. It's not that I don't trust my husband. It's not that I don't think that we're strong enough. I don't have the guts to do it because I've never done it. And you know what, guys? The, the, the fact of the matter is, because our relationship is where it is, I'm perfectly fine with that. But I need her to communicate that to me because I'm always going to push the envelope. That's just who I am. That's sexually, I've always pushed the limits. I want to go to the the taboo. I want to go to the naughty. I want to I want to push it, push it, push it. But until she communicates that to me, I don't know when to back off. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with her saying no. That's not okay. We just need to have that conversation. Right Which before I don't know a year or two ago. We didn't have those conversations, and it got really contentious between the two of us. Right, and so now I'm more aware of what you need, and so I'm more open to going, okay, so we're not going to actually bring another physical human into this. Right. How can we bring that visual so it's satisfying the visual that you're wanting right in with our relationship of just you and me so and that's where i would say sex toys are a wonderful thing right so how can we bring those two to marry together it's all about what you need talking to your person you went on a business trip there's something that you really really want to do we've tried it hurts you just came back from a business trip, and what did I buy you? <laughs> you did. We're talking about an anal um, what? How would training you, training kit. kit? There you go. That's a good word for it. Training kit. Because <laughs> after all these years, I still have a tight ass. Thank God. <laughs> I love that tight ass. By the way. Yeah. So he doesn't fit. We have to train her to where he wants it to go so he's on a business trip i surprise him (laughs) with a training kit now have we tried it yet this weekend no not yet why you have not felt the mood exactly yep you gotta be in the right mood you do and if you are not in the right mood if things aren't feeling relaxed feeling comfortable it's gonna hurt Anal can hurt. But that's true of pretty much anything. Because I know when, and I hate to use alcohol as a crutch, but if you have a few drinks, you get a little more looser. You get a little more free. Yeah. The the boobs come out a little more. (laughs) But, however, it does not let... It doesn't make the sphincter relax anymore. <laughs> True. But I'm saying with anything, right. with, with whatever you're talking about, it kind of, the the point of a good marriage is, or not even marriage, relationship. Relationship. Is you can be yourself. You can open up. You can let those barriers down. You can let those walls get broken down. And you can be yourself and talk to the person. Right. 
Because how many times has it been, let's face it, I'm a morning person. You are. Always been a morning person. If you come to me at 11 o'clock at night and say, hey, baby, let's get it on. I'm like, fuck you, I'm sleeping. <laughs> now, at 8 o'clock in the morning this morning, what did I say? Mm-hmm. I said, let's go. Are you ready? Let's go shower. Let's do this. But it's it's a two-way street because I will tell you folks that we've done, this is our third show now. And after the first two shows, eh, about midnight, one o'clock in the morning, I get a little randy and uh, yeah, it happens. It does happen. <laughs> However, is it a long drawn out process? I'm like, you know what? I'm sleeping. You woke me up. Let's get this shit on. Don't make it a long drawn out process. <laughs> now get in and get done. Right. I'm going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. Let's just go. That's fine. Quickies are a good thing, especially, my God, when you're married and you have kids, the quickie is your best friend. Right. How many times have I texted you and said, oh, my God, if you worked closer, a nooner would be great. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Because I do work from home quite a bit. So I could take my lunch break and say, let's get it on for these 15 minutes. So here's the uh, dilemma I'm running into. We have pretty much gotten through about the first five years of our marriage. We want to continue to let you guys know about the rest of our lives because this is all about open, honest, frank, explicit discussion of sexuality and our marriage and our friends and our Midwestern shithole community. However, we're at a little over an hour already. So we are going to come back with another episode of this and continue through the rest of our relationship and bring you guys up to speed on where we're at. But we're going to take a a little breather for now. If there's anything you guys want to talk about, if there's anything you guys want to know about us, please email us. It is Midwest Threesome, and that's the number three, sum, at gmail.com. Or you can uh, find us on Facebook, too. We've got a a Facebook profile. It's just uh, Midwest Menage a Trois. Check it out and uh, make sure you send us a message. So, again, if you want to email us, let us know what you're thinking. MidwestThreesome at gmail.com. We are going to step away for now. We'll be back with another episode. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Midwest Menage a Trois.